Welcome to The Definitive Rap, where we report the truth about American exceptionalism. We love our flag, we love our country, and we believe in America. The Definitive Rap, where we respect people of faith, the men and women in blue, and our support for Israel. And now, your host, Bela Sebraff on The Definitive Rap. Hello, and welcome to The Definitive Rap. I am Bela Sebrow. Thank you to Vin News for hosting our show. We have a very special episode today. From the days of Miriam, the sister of Moshe Rabbeinu, who was born during the Egyptian exile, to after the exodus, women such as Rachav, Ruth, Yael, and of course Queen Esther, and then Yehudis of the Maccabean period to the present time, there have existed courageous women that have been outstanding figures in history to the extent that these Nashim Tzedkanios, these holy women of their era, have saved the Jewish nation. Little is known about many others because with time, Jewish women were taught that whatever they do must be done in a quiet manner of Tsunua, unseen and unheard. Boldness was no longer in vogue for a Jewish woman. And those who did oftentimes received criticism. In fact, far from any goodness, but when I started this podcast, there were people who asked me if I received permission, whether as an Orthodox Jewish woman, I could do this. My response was that more than 30 years ago, I hosted a Manhattan cable TV show called Inside Israel, similar to the definitive rap. At the time, my father of blessed memory, who was ordained as a rabbi in Romania, had approved and gave his blessings for me to always do for the greater good. Our special guest today is an Orthodox Jewish woman of greatness who is changing the world. Oh. <laughs> Talia wow. Raps, what the founder of the Butterfly Charity Foundation, <laughs> which has produced both the Total Revolution Conference, the Jewish Women's Empowerment Conference, and the Spiritual Experience events. Talia has always been passionate about helping people at all different junctures of life cycles. Talia is a certified clinical social worker and has spent the last 16 years working in healthcare space and in the last seven years as a director of patient care services for Grendel Rehab. Talia also established her own healthcare recruitment and marketing firm known as Tal Connections and officially incorporated her company five years ago. Talia has since resigned from her position at the rehab to pursue her mission for the Butterfly Charity and also holds a current position as fundraising director of the Zichron Nechama Charity in Israel, helping orphans in Israel. She also is the executive director of Amazing World Realty, real estate brokerage firm. And of all the many pursuits that Talia has, her passion for people and life propels her in all her endeavors. Talia's passion is educating the world on the beauty of spirituality illuminated through the Bible. Talia feels it's her destiny to create the TSA mission and always searches for ways to inspire and empower hope in people. Talia, it gives me tremendous honor to welcome you to the Finitive Rap. I must say- I'm so happy to be here. I must say that, um, and I really, have to, I really have to add this, that my family and I have personally gotten to know your kindness. And I know from experience that you are of pure heart. So, Talia, please tell us about the Butterfly Charity Foundation and the TSA mission. A hundred percent. First of all, thank you so much for having me here. I, I loved your introduction and I loved everything you said about 
women being unseen and unheard as Orthodox Jewish women, oftentimes, you know, people think that the best mode of action is to be silent and to be quiet and to do everything in a modest and humble way. And I think we just really need to redefine what modesty and what humility really is and what it means to be, like you said, the women of the Torah, like Esther, like Yehudis, you know, there are times such as this, that um, silence is not really an option. And um, I'll tell you, I started the Butterfly Charity Foundation. Um, everyone was used to, I started it in November, November 2019. I had the inspiration. And in December 2019, I applied to be a nonprofit organization as the known as the Butterfly Charity. Um, I had a little bit of an insight that Corona was going to come in advance because my Zadies came to me in dreams and they told me to prepare all the women for Mashiach and they told me exactly what to do. I said, like in the dreams, they gave me very specific instructions. They told me, um, we're going to wear masks. A big plague is coming. You need to gather all of the Jewish women. They said, um, you should use the date March 22nd, 2020. You should book a conference room. You should make a conference. And in my dream, I kind of asked them questions like, um, where will I get the money to do this? And so they said, make a charity foundation and ask all of your healthcare contacts to contribute from your healthcare industry to a women's unity, Jewish women's unity conference. And I thought to myself when I woke up, obviously, that that's like, why in the world would any healthcare company want to spend their good earned dollars on a Jewish women's unity conference. Many of the companies I even work with are not even Jewish. And yet women empowerment is all the rage now and they were all for it. And within three weeks, I raised $30,000 and I booked the Hilton in New York City. I got moving on the mission. I, I started to recruit panelists and speakers and all the women that were gonna be part of the Total Revolution mission and from all different backgrounds, Orthodox, conservative, reform, every single kind of Jewish woman. And it, 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 within six weeks, we were working with magic that you can't unbe unbelievable. We recruited about 500 women for this conference. Wow. And one week before the conference, um, ex the entire world went upside down on March 8th, 2020. Um, corona hit and I had to cancel the conference. And I spent all this money on the swag bags, on the journals, on the conference, on everything. I lost all the money. But I thought to myself, why would my Zadies make me do this conference? Uh, um, you know, why would they make me do all this work if Hashem was going to cancel it? And, you know, it, it, it came to me that, you know, the, the conference itself was not the main event. The main event was the recruitment and the connecting of all different types of Jewish women together that we really were the ones who spearheaded this revolution of unity in the world. And Hashem said, okay. They're ready. I'm ready. And that's when he brought Corona as like a spiritual rehab for the world, um, kind of to prepare us for the new world that we're going to live in. And Corona was very difficult. First, he separated us all. And I firsthand worked in healthcare during the pandemic. I looked like an astronaut, really. Like I was wearing a, uh, an entire hazmat suit every single day. Um, I, I worked through a lot of difficulty during the pandemic. A lot of my staff was out sick. My husband's Bubby was one of my patients. Unfortunately, she passed during the pandemic. And it was just very sad and difficult time for me. Um, I lost the money for the conference. I started this charity. I didn't know what to do with it because we can't do events. I didn't know what Hashem wanted of me, obviously. Now, fast forward on July, uh, in May 2021, I had this inspiration again 
that Hashem wants me to pick up the mission again, but he wanted me to expand the mission, not just to Jewish women, but to all women that worked in healthcare. And I, and, and we rebranded it now from the total revolution conference, which was more of an educational inspiration, women's empowerment conference to the spiritual experience events. And we did our first women's event in 20, July 8th, 2021. Um, we did it for all the women in healthcare and all women that wanted to support women in healthcare. Cause I knew firsthand what it was like to basically be in healthcare and be a mom and be like, have all these other responsibilities and just go through a pandemic with kids on zoom. It was just so challenging. So, um, I rented a house in the Hamptons in Southampton. I got, uh, workout instructors. We had a lunch, we had a dinner, we had this day of fun. I mean, imagine like doctors and nurses in their bathing suits, partying, dancing in the pool, laughing, doing mm -hmm. yoga. We had um, the Long Island girls dance team um, come perform from Heart and Soul Dance Studio. They performed for all the healthcare workers. We had a DJ. It was just incredible. And you know how I know I've been blessed with miracles? July 8th, 2021, if you Google it, um, it was flooded all over New York, even in Southampton, all around the Hamptons, East Hampton, West Hampton. But on top of the house that we did this event, there was not an ounce of rain the entire day. And it rained all over New York, um, flooding and everything. Um, so so um, I, I'll also tell you a little bit about the reason I called the charity the Butterfly Charity. Um, butterflies for me are a symbol of Amuna and faith in Hashem. And they've always been a sign of metamorphosis and, and, and they, they're just very inspirational. They, they really show the progress of a human being. And even after the afterlife, how we constantly evolve as a soul. And it's always been my sign with Hashem. And on March, 2019, um, Purim, I asked, I had this like weird thing, like a lot of shuls were asking me to come give shurim and I'm not a resident. So like I, and they were from shuls from all over and within a month span, this is the month before Purim in 2019. So I got this vibe that like Hashem wanted me to get out there and like start like recruiting and teaching. So I asked on Purim, I was like, Hashem, if you want me to go gather all of the people for the Geula, then I want, and our sign is butterflies. I want you to put butterflies in the sky. I mean, what's it to you? You could freaking split a sea. Why can't you put butterflies in the sky? And on March, 2019, Hashem, um, butterflies filled the entire sky. Uh, sky of Israel, California, Florida, you can Google this. And I did not know that Hashem answered my prayer on March 2019, the day I asked on Purim. I only found out nine months later in November 2019, when my friend Jen from Israel, who was my neighbor when we lived in Gros Kolel, she was my neighbor. She calls me out of nowhere. She sees a butterfly. We start schmoozing. And I told her about my prayer. And she's like, Tal, I have chills all over my body. I'm like, why? She's like, on Purim last year, we had like a magetha of butterflies across the entire sky. Mm -hmm. They flew from Cyprus and like they was on the news, like stay in your cars, don't windshield wiper down the butterflies, like a real plague of butterflies across the sky. And that's when I got, I freaked out because I was like, oh my goodness, Hashem answered my prayer on the day I asked for it across the entire sky of Israel. But what happened was, is that I didn't know I was answered until nine months later. So I felt like this urgency, like I'm behind. Like he answered me and I didn't do nothing. So that's why. And then with the dreams with my Zadies, it coincided. And so that's the inspiration of the butterfly charity. I, I feel it is a destiny thing. And um, so we started the charity. We started this women's in healthcare and it snowballed. Like 
singles started to reach out to me and they're like, are you doing any events for singles? Like we've been affected by the pandemic. So then we started doing event, a white party for singles in Long Island. And then it snowballed. People reached out to me from Miami. Are you guys coming to Miami for healthcare? So we, uh, are you coming to Miami for, for couples, for couples retreat, a Shabbaton, something, whatever. And we, so we went to Miami. We did a Shabbaton in the Trump hotel. We did a white party in Miami. Then healthcare workers that were men reached out to me and said, oh, you're only doing women events. I'm a doctor. I saw oh, they were feeling left out. So, yeah. then we went, so then we went to the Hudson Yards. I took out the whole top floor of the Hudson Yards, the fanciest building in New York City. I got all the doctors and nurses from all of healthcare. I got the whole spiritual escape team. And Baruch Shem, that was December was 16th. All, that was all for men, right? That was all for men? Yeah. We're living with Nisim, miracles Giluyim that I cannot explain to you. Um, I'll tell you another crazy miracle. I had inspiration to honor my friend Miriam Meltzer, who um, was a healthcare worker. She interviewed, uh, she works for TSC as an administrator. And she additionally, we filmed her, her, her honoree video in July 16th, 2021. So you have. December 16th is the party for the healthcare workers of New York City at Hudson Yards. Four days before the Hudson Yards, she was hit by a drunk driver in a tragic car accident. And one of the girls in the car, Liel um, Zahrona Lavracha, she passed away. It was a huge tragedy in the five towns. And three of the girls um, were totally fine. One girl passed away and Miriam was in a severe coma four days before her honoring. She had her speech prepared, her dress prepared, her family, everyone was invited. It was like the tragedy. And I got a text message, Shabbos, it happened Matzi Shabbos. I got a text message Sunday morning, BDE Miriam Meltzer. I, was, I couldn't even breathe. Baruch Hashem, it was a false alarm. She was in a coma. She was declared dead for seven minutes. And somehow it got to me that like, and, and, and this is by the way, four days before our big TSC spiritual escape experience, a spiritual experience event um, party. So I started, I just couldn't breathe. I was hysterical crying. And everyone on the team asked me, are you going to cancel the event? Are you going to cancel the event? And I said, no, we're going to do a divide and conquer approach. Rena Chill, who does, um, who, who works in the TSC mission, she we did she did a challah bake that same night December sixteenth with tefillah and challah baking in five towns and I continued to do the Hudson Yards event for all the healthcare workers and we said it we're going to do this in honor of Miriam's refua because the mission of Avas Chinam is so much greater that for her than for us to sit sad in our houses and we played her honoree video and ay lemberg who also is part of the tsc mission he we, he helped spearhead the campaign we raised over seven hundred thousand dollars for miriam's refua and he took the award for her at the event and i said to everybody on my team we were all so sad we were like it was the biggest tragedy for the tsc team and i said to them i said Hashem is with us. We've had Nisim Galuyim up until now. He's not going to stop now. She's going to have Agnes Galoy Viadua in front of the whole world that a person that's declared a coma, comatose, and is going to be a vegetable and is going to be disfigured as they told us the prognosis at the time. I said, there is no way she's not going to come out alive, walking without a disfiguration or anything. And, and, and everyone thought I was crazy and whatever. And two months later, Isha, we said it. She woke up out of the coma. She stood up. She has absolutely all of her functioning for the most part. She is not disfigured. She is just as beautiful as she was before. And so many mitzvahs and so much Torah and so much incredibleness came out of her being in this comatose situation. There's not an ounce, a person in Kalah Israel that didn't donate a dollar or pray for this girl. She is 
the 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 present of Kali's throw that her what she went through and her family went through and what that Liel's family went through that they gave a korban for the entire Am Yisrael. And, and, and really, once Lisa Mason happens again, we're going to be reunited with, with Liel, of course. And and I'll, I'll tell you another crazy thing is that um, when she came out of the coma, we were supposed to do a fashion show fundraiser for Miriam's Rafua. But in the end, we did it in her honor of her waking up. We did a fashion show fundraiser that went to the Zichron Nechama um, Ani Eretz Yisrael, which is for the orphans in Israel. Am Lagba Omer. We had the entire TSC team. We did a fashion show fundraiser. All the money went to orphans. It was like the amount of Nisim that we're living with is like not normal. I can't describe it, but it's not a The Hudson Yards, I didn't pay for it. They, they said, wow, you're doing such amazing work. We want to give you the floor, Charlene, our donor for the wow. spiritual escape. People are plotting around the globe from what we're doing, that they are giving the shirt off their back. And we are all seeing Nisim. I have two women on my team who struggled with infertility. They had babies this year. I have three women, I'm sorry, three women that struggled with infertility that have been part of my mission have had babies in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one's pregnant and the rest two had babies. We've had um, a, a weddings of two people on my team who have not been married, for who were dating for nine years. Uh, um, and, and, and Baruch Hashem, they got married this year. We have um, people that didn't have a parnasa and now they have a thriving, anybody that is helping the spiritual experience events is having nisim geluyim. And that is why we're growing so fast because everyone that is part of this magic starts to, it's like we're under the Kanche Hashkina. It's hard to explain it. This is the geula. Like this is the experience of geula. Geula, we always, we don't know what it's going to be like, but this is what I think it is. It's just like, we're riding on magic, which is like the Ananeha Kavod. And it says in the Talmud in Sanhedrin, it says, if Klal Yisrael is Zoha, then the Mashiach movement will be on the Ananeha Kavod, which in English means magic. We are living with magic in Nisim Galuyim. I can't explain it to you, but everybody that's on my team sees it. And that's why we're so for it. And that's why we just want to spread it to as many people, make bring as many people under the Kanfeshlina as possible, bring as many people into the magic it's going to be Disneyland. That's what the Google is. It's Disney. It's nothing's going to make sense. And we're going to live Me'al Hateva. And, and, and that's, that's really what we're about. And, and we want to, you know, teach Torah to the masses. We want to bring people together for fun and bring back what was lost. You know, fun was lost during Corona and, and connection was lost and community. And that was, and, and people walking around thinking they have anxiety and depression when they really just have a bad case of quarantine pandemic residue you know what i'm saying nobody has anxiety and depression you have the satan coming to your head every single day the the mahama of gogu magog is the war on your mind it's every day he's the satan is knocking on your door selling you a bag of lies selling you a bag of doubt and we're here to tell you that's not true like you know hashem is with us and we have miracles and 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 we need to come together because the satan can't touch us when we're past us and that is what we need and that, that that's it that's the bottom line you know so um I'm a very spiritual person and the people you work with are very spiritual. Um, how did science, I just want to circle back a little bit when you said um, that all of Israel was filled with butterflies. How did science, and for those who are not spiritual at all, how was that explained? Um, I don't know. I mean, they said that they, these butterflies were migrating from Cyprus and so they crossed over Israel. But I find it very interesting that on the very day that I asked for it, it happened on that very day, and this is this is what Hashem wants me to do, and this is this is what has to be done, and that's what we're doing, and that's it. 
you know, and like everyone that's for, and listen, we've had people, you know, not support our mission, you know, thinking it's maybe not, you know, cause I'm recruiting secular Jews and, you know, we're, we're, we're we have DJs and there's mixed dancing for this. They don't even know it's Tisha Bob. They don't even know what Judaism, like, come on. Like we need to step out of our shell. You know, Tisha Bob, we, I, ha- I, I did an event on Tisha Bob. Uh, for all where, where did you where did ha- you hold the event? It was in the Hamptons on uh, it was Tisha Bob's night. I hosted like a like an evening party with like food and, and and drinks. None of these. Everyone says, "How could you do an event on Tisha B'av? I said, "How about you sit in your do your cheshbon on Efesh on your Tisha B'av, and I'll think about how I can build the base and on my Tisha B'av. And my idea was to reach out to 98% of Jewelry today who does not even know it's Tisha B'Av and invite them to come together and, and get to know them. And I let that, and I taught them, you know, informally. I was like, by the way, do you guys know it's Tisha B'Av tonight? They're like, oh, no way, really? The temple was destroyed? I said, sometimes our Orthodox world, we don't have, we, we, we think when we think Abbas Yisrael, we say, okay, love the mom from Darche and love the mom from Hafter. We, we're still so in our little unit of Orthodoxy, we have no hop that there are Jews all around New York, there are Jews all around this globe that have no idea about anything about Judaism. We need to be doing outreach, not to make them from, not even to make them really, to connect with them, to bring, be unified. These are, these are our families, these are our brothers. And you know, that, that's it. Like that, 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 that's all I think. I think it's just the most important thing in the world right now is Aftas and, and unity. And I say this all the time, we would do anything. Cholesterol is so unbelievable. We would do anything if somebody had cancer. We'd be davening. We'd be doing tehillim. We'd be saying baking chalis. There's nothing we wouldn't do if you're suffering. But would I would I love on you and dance with you and laugh with you and hang out with you if we're besimcha? Or is it just when we go through tragedy are we coming together? And unfortunately, I feel the biggest pandemic in Israel is that we come together through tragedy, but we do not come together for joy, connection. We stay in our own camps. And that is what the TSC is about. It's about coming together for simcha, for fun, for joy, for laughter, for connection, for community, and anyone's invited. And, and, building, and building a relationship and a bond with, uh, with Becoming our brethren. Becoming friends. I don't want to just love you in my heart. I want to be your family. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. What is the Zichron Nechama charity for orphans in Israel? Um, so it's a Hachnasas Kala Foundation. Um, we have... So for three... our audience that doesn't understand what that means. Okay, yeah. No, it's for, bri- it's for brides, orphan brides. You know, they, they, they lived in an orphanage. They lost their parent for whatever reason, whether it's to cancer. One of our Kalas that we just worked with, she lost her father in the tragedy in Meron on Lagba Omer last year. So she didn't have a father. Her mother was sick with cancer. There was nine children. The kids helped the father to, you know, sur- the mother to survive. So like these girls get married and they have literally nothing. And we see how important when you get married, you know, familial support, whether it be financial or emotional. And the, the Zichron Nechama Foundation is, um, helps Jews, Jewish women, Jewish girls all around Israel. We give them their gown, their crown. We pay for their wedding, the, the band the photographer, we become your stand-in family. And um, we have um, eight halls all around Israel. We have three in Ashdod, and two in Bnei Brak, um, and uh, one in Jerusalem. And they have a Hachnas Kala, which is a basically a bridal spa 
a bridal spa salon where the girl walks in and she gets to try on any dress she wants. And we have a whole seamstress team seamstressing her up to look like a princess. She picks out whatever jewelry, whatever crown, whatever she wants to feel like an absolute queen. And then we, we, we provide them with the hall and they will provide them with the, um, with the with the with the food and with and the, that's all the band. And I charge. myself was in that's Israel. all free of I charge for the bride, wedding. right? They're gorgeous. They literally you wouldn't get you wouldn't guess for a million years it's a it's a simple wedding. It is stunning, stunning. And um and um if you go on YouTube and you go into the butterfly charity, we have about eleven videos of all of the events that we did so far. And we have a Zichron Nahama video if you want to learn more about Zichron Hama and what we do to raise money for orphans in Israel. Um, you know, I once heard this thing from the stipler. He says that, you know, in the morning blessings that we say, we say, you know, um, is one of the things that, you know, there's no, uh, whatever. Um, sorry, my, hello. Yeah. <laughs> my phone just went off. Okay. Um, it's in between Beaker Holim and Livia Hames. And the stipler says Beaker Holim, which is visiting the sick. And um, these are talking about the mitzvahs that have like no ends, basically visiting the sick and escorting the dead. And Hachnas' Kal is in the middle, which is starting off a bride and, and, and a, a new bride in her new life. And he says that if you do Hachnas' Kal, you will never worry about sickness or death because a person that helps somebody start their life on the right foot has tremendous blessing. And um, and that's what we're, we're about here. So. So um, if people want to look at the Zichron Hama and learn more about the charity, they can go on YouTube, the Butterfly Charity, and there will be a video in that um, lineup of, of what Zichron Hama does. Now, uh, the, you, I know you raise funds for the Butterfly Charity Foundation. Does that go also to the Zichron Hama Charity, or those are two separate foundations? There are two separate things. The Butterfly Charity, um, anyone that donates to the Butterfly Charity, that helps pay for the events that we do okay. um, for the dem- demographics. Uh, the butterfly charity likes to partner up and do it w- that once they're already at the event, we like to help make them don't make a donation to like Zichron Nahama, um, the orphan bride. So we kind of partner up with Zichron Nahama for the events. Right. Um, so that that's what we do. And what is the TSA mission? TSE, the spiritual experience the mission. mission. Um, okay. So we, we, our tagline is educate and at, entertain, educate, empower. So we entertain, we like to create really fun, cool events. Um, um, We usually have music, we have food, almost like a really fun party. And then we have an education component. We bring in speakers from all over. Um, We had Liana Zavo come in. She's a a Jewish woman, a single mother who built herself from the ground up as a hairstylist all the way to the Forbes Business Council member. And she gave this inspiring lecture on how to handle adversity and grow um, at our TSC Miami event. So we bring in different kinds of lecturers, people that um, from all different, not just, not just rabbis, not just, you know, Tony Robbins style motivators, like all different kinds of, we want to showcase the beauty of people and take beautiful people that have what to offer and, and, and share their, their, their life and soul with, with other people, what they have to offer. So there's this education piece, which creates a meaningfulness. It's not just a party. It's not just fun. Sam. It's, it's almost like superior level networking. We try to get the best human beings in a room and then we've basically scanned them all that they're basically the best. So you could just freely hang out and make friends Yeah. instead of like scanning who's toxic, who's not toxic, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Talia, where is this force within you coming from? 
I, I, I have, I honest to God feel like Hashem is working with me and through me. I, 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 a little bit, and I'm not going to lie. I a little bit feel hijacked. I almost like Hashem hijacked my body and is just using it and talking through me sometimes. And, and I almost feel like I'm a puppet. Like I'm, I'm being hijacked. It's, I've never experienced the miracles in the last three years that I've seen. I've never seen such like crazy in the last three years, I've seen Nisim Galuyam and, and I, I can't deny it. So who is Talia Raps in, in her personal life? I mean, <laughs> who is Talia Raps you see, in her you're life? a woman of greatness and you're, you're definitely <laughs> um, starting a revolution Raps, here. Raps, but who is Talia Raps in her personal kids. life? I have two teenagers and a toddler. Um, I live in Cedarhurst. I don't love cooking. So I make the fastest dinners on earth. I light a mean fire and my housekeeper cooks. So that's how we do it. There are no women that do it all. So that's a fact. I have uh, an amazing tribe of people behind me that support me um, to do what I'm doing so that I can do this mission. Who's who's supporting you? Who's giving you this moral support, this emotional support? My family, my husband, my children. I mean, um, my, my parents, I mean, at first my parent, my mom's like Israeli. She's like, Tali, it's not Sanua. You don't want to in Haraz. It's not tough. It's not Yosef. You know what I mean? And she's like, Lama Nasheem. Nasheem by Instagram. It's not tough. You know? <laughs> and I was like, try- and then like, she would be like saying all this stuff. And then like, we were just at a wedding in Tel Aviv for my cousin. And all of these Israelis came over to me from Tel Aviv, totally secular, Sephardi, whatever. They're like, and I'm like, oh my God, there are real people watching. It's like not video games. <laughs> so I thought that was so funny. And then when my mom hears that, she's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, maybe you are doing something meaningful. Maybe you are creating like a Torah revolution that's fun and cool. And it's almost like, God, like Hashem doesn't need a new branding for his Torah. I promise you the Torah sells itself. But um, it's almost like marketing the Torah, like <laughs> in a weird way, because because like, like, you know, I'm not going to sit on Tisha B'Av and listen to another Chavit Sign video about Nola Shinhara. It's obviously not good marketing because we're still doing it. Meaning, like, we're going to do the same thing every single year and expect a different result? What? Really? I don't think so. Well, that, that, that's <laughs> what insanity, isn't insanity doing insane, the same thing and expecting like, different I mean, results each time, you like, know? What, like, what, what's the chab of Tisha B'Av? What is the base of Megdash? What was it? It was a castle of magic. We could all serve Hashem. It was Disneyland. Hashem wants to give us Disneyland. I mean, that's that's what it is. Uh, he, we just Moshe Rabbeinu, he just didn't have the lingo to say Disney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But but it's mamish a castle to serve Hashem in, and we're all invited. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had Nisim, um, the third temple architect, who is Yoram Ginsburg. He reached out to me um, with my cousin Yunon, who is a real estate developer in Israel. He saw the Butterfly Charity and what we're up to, secular Israeli. And when I went into Israel, we had a meeting about how we're going to build the base of Mikdash. And he has an entire plan in place with the Israeli government. And we are working to build the base of Mikdash. I mean, that is what we're doing spiritually and physically. And um, this is the craziest part. Talk about destiny. He showed me architectural designs of the Beit HaMikdash. And he showed me that there he designed around the Beis HaMikdash Butterfly Boulevard, known as Shterot HaParpar, wow. 
you can Google this, Yoram Ginsburg, he's alchabad.org. You can see the butterfly shape that is surrounding the Beit HaMikdash. He says there's indentations in the ground, almost like a UFO will drop. There's indentations of a shape of a butterfly that surround, and that will be like a promenade, almost like a Mamila Mall, but like all around the Beit HaMikdash. It will be like shops and stores that he designed. And um, we're working with another team of rabbis from Mechon Hechon, spearheaded by Rabbi Mordechai Tversky. We're developing virtual technology virtual reality technology to teach Kohanim the uh, halachos of the Beis HaMikdash, how to, how to do their avodah now that we have the Beis HaMikdash, now that we have the Beis HaMikdash. And he has a whole team of rabbis that I'm working with um, developing this technology with a bunch of high-tech professionals in Silicon Valley. So the spiritual experience is mission is to build the third temple spiritually and physically. And we are making big moves and we are having magic. So I would say it's the Geula if you ask me. <laughs> One last question, because we're running out of time. Um, like all people who do good, um, have you received any um, yes. pushback? Yes, I've received <laughs> I was so much ask, negative. I have to. Yes, if you're going to do something big, there are going to be people that don't like what you do. And I'm just a big believer. You know, I think a lot about Nachshon and Aminazov. We were sitting in Mitzrayim and there were Egyptians running after us and there was a sea in front of us. And the King David mindset is you walk in head first. The Amsaf did not split, by the way. When Moshe Rabbeinu, like in the Ten Commandments, he put a stick in and then boom, it split. No, Nashon ben Aminadav walked with Emun and Pitachon till it was neck high and then the sea split. So we're, we're walking right into the sea. Yes, people are... It's revolutionary and so it's different. I've had pushback because people say, oh, Chukas DJs, mixed dancing, that's the. I've had people say um, it's not Sanua, women should not be, you know, out there in the public eye. I said, Esther Hamalka sat in King Hachashvirosh's palace and she concealed her identity. But when the times shot, it says, for such a time as this, you stand up. And that is the Torah way. And um, I've had a lot of people stand in my path and have said a lot of negative things and has been mezalzel and have been embarrassed me and have told, have said things that it is, is, is Nivel Varishis Torah and to bring, you know, mixed crowds together, you know, for second, you know, there's dancing going on. They're dancing anyway in a club. At least let them get to know some of their Orthodox soul sisters who know stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. So uh, it's kind of like reminds me a little bit of probably what Roshulma Karabach probably dealt with. You know, people saying, oh, he hugs. So like, let's toss out his whole mission. You know what I mean? Like, it's that type of vibe. But I got to keep moving. Talia, thank you for joining us. And thank you for being you, for being such a role model for women, inspiring the world and making it a better place to live. Thank you to Venus and to our audience for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Definitive Rap with your host, Bela Seabrow. Be sure to tell your family and friends they also can catch The Definitive Rap on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and your favorite streaming service. See you next time on The Definitive Rap.